Of Westminster. Yeah, that's Christmas to me. I'll listen to them. Nothing better must mean we're coming to the end of the season. Nearly there. Christmas. The new year. I hope you've had a healthy, happy and peaceful year. Uh, we've been through a lot together and I'm very, very grateful to have you there listening to me now and being supporters of my music. So let's hear the bells again because they feel good. Yeah, takes me back home. But here in California, there are no bells ringing and I'm here in the owl's nest and it's 80 degrees outside. Yes, very different to Westminster, London, I'm sure. Let me take this opportunity to really thank you for sticking with me all through this year. Uh, you have been... <laughs> Lots of thank yous coming from the owls and the rafters. I don't know why that happened, but it happened. But I do want to say thank you for sticking with me. And... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there are a lot of gremlins in the studio. Well, it is the, the last show of the year. And I have a lot of surprises for you. And one big surprise at the end of the show. Um, but uh, let's get going with some music. And I think Christmas still deserves to be funky. And here's a song from King Scatterbox, one of my uh, auto ego bands. A song called One Foot. In front of another. Here we go. Stay calm <laughs> My, oh my It's been a long, hard day The winds of fortune ain't blowing my way My, oh my When I think the game's over I hear that German philosopher Foot, 
said you gotta get out of bed, gotta get out of your head and try. No suicide, don't fucking cry. This is what the man said. You gotta fucking in front of another yes that's what we've got to do every day have we not um, that's a band called King Scatterbox yes that's my alter ego band and there you can find them on iTunes and uh, nice to start off with a bit of funk how many songs would you say you've heard with Arthur Schopenhauer in the lyric oh, oh shut up Arthur Schopenhauer, the German philosopher, in a funk song. Unusual, and also... Uh, Don't forget to take your pills. Yes, a very pertinent lyric in uh, that funky track. One foot in front of the other. Happy Christmas from King Scatterbox. Ah, so the alarms. Put your helmets on. Uh, time for a rare demo. Very rare demo from my vaults. Never been played before uh, to the living public, I believe. Um, I wrote this when I just came into L.A. with the great, great writer John Lind and uh, Brian Fairweather, my partner. It's a song called Talking to Strangers. And it has a very, very interesting history. Um, wrote it in the 80s and uh, Brian and myself, when we first came into L.A., we really had a liking for the great boss gags, that American sound that was really in Los Angeles and uh, we were session players in England and uh, my manager Diane Poncher had been sending me the great work by John Lind he'd been working with Earth, Wind and Fire he'd been working with um, all the great artists at that time and his demos were just fantastic and it had such a great R&B flavour to it and uh, so when we got with John Lind we wrote this song and I had something brewing but you can hear in how the accents and the, the emotion of the tracks and how we were seeing it um, was very very American and very AOR American um, and uh, also uh, a friend of 
of John Lynn's was uh, Gary Malibu. He was a great drummer, percussionist, and he was with the Steve Miller Band. He had a little studio in the valley, just an eight-track. And uh, we <laughs> we went there and we recorded three songs in something like three hours. And uh, Gary played the drums and he engineered. And uh, you'll hear on the demo, it's really a duet between uh, me and John Lynn. He's singing all the falsetto answer parts and I'm singing the, the main lead parts, uh, full voice, and you'll hear Brian doing all the harmonies. So in a way, it's a triple song. And Brian's solo and Gary Malibu's drums. I remember we just recorded everything very fast. I was playing some of the keyboards. John was uh, John Lynn was playing a Rhodes piano. And uh, Brian played a great solo on guitar. And we listened to it and we said, yes, that's it, instantly. Uh, did some vocals and we were out of there. But uh, wonderful to play with Gary Malibu. He had such a feel. You can hear the influences of uh, Brian and, and myself. It was, uh, you know, Hall & Oates and uh, Todd Rundgren. Uh, Boss Gags, Toto. Well, as I was saying to you, we really, we really, uh, we really appreciated what was happening in America on AOI Radio at that time. So, anyway, without further ado, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is the rare demo talking to strangers. <laughs> Get a straight. 
I have such memories of that song. Uh, just arrived in LA, uh, very hot, very sunny, and there we were driving our hire a wreck across to a little studio, a back garage of Gary Malibu, and Steve Miller was one of my uh, favourite artists at that time. I can remember playing the bass with uh, Steve Miller's drummer, and it felt very good and funky. Brian had a black Les Paul and, um, that he brought across from the days of Q-Phil. And John Lynn there, I just made friends with him quite recently, and I wrote a few songs with him after that, like Touch for Earth, Wind and Fire. And that's all getting around the microphone and all singing these harmonies. And of course, that was the time, the era, when uh, AOR had uh, performances of players, musicians. And uh, you can hear all the accents in the song. No, that's not an accent. That's a creaky, creaky door. So please, uh, ignore that creaky... All right, all right, whoever's opening the creaky door, I'll shut my mouth and move on. Anyway, that was Talking to Strangers, very rare demo. <laughs> yes, we're going to go into the vault. I don't plan all these noises. Uh, they're on uh, all the faders of my Pro Tools session, and they appear because I have not muted them. So when people break in, I have to uh, dance around them and accept it, I suppose. But he said the vault, so we will go into the vault on this end-of-year show. It is the end-of-the-year show, so it has to be pretty special. I have dug really, really deep into the vault. I have gone into the uh, darkest areas to pull out a demo that I did in the late 80s with um, a very, very fine writer who came from Liverpool. His name was Peter Beckett, and he was in the band Player. Remember Baby Come Back? And he uh, also was in the Little River Band. And uh, he came to my house on Crescent Heights. I'd only been, again, not too long in Los Angeles. And we wrote a song on a little teeny quarter-inch eight-track recorder. I played the keyboards and we wrote the melody together. And Peter has a fine, fine, fine voice. And uh, he sang the demo. We, again, you know, it was done really quite quickly. Um, eventually, this demo was recorded by Greg Rowley, the keyboard player with Santana and uh, later Journey. And it was released on an album called Gringo in 1987. This is, I'm telling you, I'm really telling you, this is a rare, rare demo from the vault. I have never really let this out in any capacity. It comes from a cassette. Remember those things? Uh, So here it is, um, a song I wrote with Peter Beckett, and it's called One of These Days. things we do or say the things we say There is no music in my soul since you went away Since you've been gone my heart beats in darkness and I've been hurting for you One of these days I Every night I will 
demo from the mid uh, second part of the 80s wrote it with um, Peter Beckett uh, the singer that was with uh, Player uh, lovely man and uh, I remember they looked a bit like Paul McCartney and a really good look, looking guy and uh, we did that very 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 fast I think it was something like four hours and he was gone and then the next day the phone rings and said somebody's going to record this Greg Rowley so uh, all those synthesizers I was doing Jupiter 8 that's all I had so I was doing those fretless bass notes and looking for chords that gave emotion quite interesting actually I had the beginning and the verse and uh, and uh, Peter said I really like the emotion of that and it wasn't too long before that that I'd written these dreams so I was very much into that ethereal place and then he came along picked, uh, picked up his guitar and said let's go here and it went into a bit of a rock play so um nice to play that nice to find it good my god the memories the memories one of these days uh demo from i gotta say thank you igor you've been with me now for two years and uh you're bigger than a meaty beaty and bouncy can possibly be i don't know how what you're eating there down in the vault but it must be uh a lot I've grown very affectionate of Igor, and I'm sure a few of you out there have as well. He can feel the love! Children often sing the cute nursery rhymes they learn, but nowadays the true meaning behind them gets lost. Three blind mice. Three blind mice, three blind mice. See how they run, see how they run. They all ran after the farmer's wife, who cut off their tails with a carving knife. 
Did you ever see such a thing in your life as three blind mice? I'd like to play you now a brand new song. It's called Fairy Tale, and、uh, I think I mentioned before I've been quite secretly building a unusual Christmas album. Here's a new song, Fairy Tale. Countryside and winter's grip has frozen. Close our eyes. We hibernate just behind the veil. We're living our own fairy tale. This is our own fairy tale. The joys and sorrows, stories of our mother earth. Poems of every living birth. Below the surface, just behind the veil, we're living our own fairy tale. This is our own fairy tale. La 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 la.
That's a new song called Fairy Tale. Um, I'm doing a... Well, I'm actually slowly preparing... Um, uh, Christmas album. I've had it in my head for a long time. An unusual Christmas album. A Christmas album of sorts, I suppose, because I wanted to incorporate that slight uh, pagan darkness where uh, Christmas uh, really began from in Europe. So I'm piecing some of those songs together now. They're not finished, but I thought I would play you because we're coming to the end of the year. Fairy tale. Ah, it's the music. The music that. Uh, feeds our soul. The music that does signify, especially, especially on this show, that it's the time for Bootsy to answer the nation's most profound questions. Bootsy the black cat uh, with a tuxedo white chest is our resident genius at Ironing Board Records. Uh, We've just fed him not 17, but 18 pouches of fancy feast. That being a tender beef feast classic pâté, a chicken feast classic pâté, and even a turkey and giblets feast classic pâté. Well, it is the Christmas show, and we thought that Bootsy should be fired up, full up, and ready to give us his unique wisdom. Today's show, because it's Christmas, is a very special one, because we have on the line... Her Majesty, the Queen of England. She's just finished giving her national speech to the country. And so it's time again for... The Wisdom of Bootsy. Ladies and gentlemen, the Queen. Hello, Bootsy. This is the Queen from Buckingham Palace. I've always wondered if going into Brexit was the right thing to do. Thank you, Bootsy. Integrity has no need of rules, according to Camus. Therefore, a philosopher cat should be allowed on the counter if he desires. Shooing me away reveals your selfish attempt to keep all the turkey for yourself. Or is that the catnip speaking? (laughs) The Wisdom of Bootsy Oh, it was an absolute honour to have Her Majesty there asking Bootsy about Brexit, and I'm sure it's put her mind at rest. Thank you, Bootsy. You can return to your cat bed. Ah, but not too quick, Bootsy. Hang on. We've got another question here. A question that was put forward to you nearly a year ago, and I totally forgot. And then I was looking through some mail, and I saw that, yes, we have a great question from a Radio Owlsness loyal listener, and that listener is Robin in South Korea. So, Bootsy, Bootsy, yeah, I know you... Oh, God, he looks pissed off. He's pissed off. Yeah, We'll, we'll give you some more uh, fa- fancy... Yeah, I said fancy feast, and he's back. He's back. He's ready to go. And Robin's question question is a very very interesting so perk those ears up bootsy perk them up here comes the question bootsy what advice do you have for conquering your inner critic I neither control my tail nor fully understand its machinations. Do not assume that a playful tail indicates 
a playful cat? Or is that the catnip speaking? <laughs> ah, he's raced straight back to his cat bed. That's it, I think, for the day. I hope, Robin, I really hope that that answered your question for you. Um, thank you for putting that forward to us eons ago. That's from Robin in South Korea. Well, some retro rock and roll. Mmm, what do you think? Shall we? Yes. Yeah, let, let, let's give this a good intro. Um, <laughs> this is a, a pretty new song. It's about two years old. I was in there in the vault, yes, in the darkness, looking around and groveling, as I usually do. Very good at groveling in the vault. And I found this uh, track that I was working on two years ago, having fun. Uh, it's called Every Man. I just bought myself a steel Dobra guitar, and I was quite fascinated about that early, early rock and roll, um, the swing rock and roll. It brought back memories that when I was in London uh, with Brian Fairweather about to start Feel, we often went to see the live gigs, and at the venue there was a band called Stray Cats. Every record company in uh, London at that time was a uh, addicted to signing the Stray Cats and it was a great gig and uh, anyway to make a long story um, a little bit shorter uh, this is a song called Every Man and I was experimenting having fun I do sound a little bit like Alvis and I was trying out the steel Dobra uh, guitar so um, this is Mr Page being Alvis Every Man
has the same troubles as me? Hell yeah! Uh, I was me getting uh, getting down with a string bass and doing a walking bass and, and playing my brand new steel dobra guitar and um, doing the side sticks on the drums and the solo and uh, playing the drums. Oh yeah, and quiffing my hair back and greasing it and becoming rock and roll. It was great fun. Uh, two years ago I wrote that and it was nice to uh, grovel in the vault and find it. And I thought, well, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. A bit of rock and roll, a bit of Elvis can't do us any harm. My mother was a huge Elvis. Fan, so that's for you, Mum. Every man. Here are true facts about the owl. Many owls have asymmetrical ear holes. One is higher than the other. By sensing tiny differences in the delay and volume of sound as it arrives in each ear, the owl is able to create a three-dimensional auditory map of its surroundings. Try riding a bicycle at night and picking up a moving burrito with your feet based on the sound that it makes. That is how an owl do. You know, I dropped uh, all these fancy uh, facts and notes about owls um, some time ago, but then a lot of people said, we miss him. We miss the man talking about the owls. And uh, we're coming to the end of season two, uh, two years of uh, shows. And so I think we did need to hear from popular demand, the man who knows about owls. Thank you, man who knows about owls. Here are true no, facts no, about no, no, the no, owl. No, don't, don't, don't let it go to your head. You're done. I've always enjoyed during the shows um, letting you know some of the books that um, I'm enjoying. Um, I think a few of you out there are probably readers like me. And on my Instagram account throughout the year, I've been doing the Pages Book Club now and then. So I thought uh, I'd do it again. I'll let you know about some of the books that I'm reading. I'll pick three books that I've got on my uh, bedside table and see if I can turn you on to them. Book one by the great John Gray, one of my favourite, favourite English philosophers and uh, authors, wrote a wonderful book that uh, turned me on to him a long time ago called Straw Dogs. Can't recommend that enough. This is called, and Bootsy likes this as well, Feline Philosophy, Cats and the Meaning of Life. Uh, It's a terrific, terrific, terrific little book um, that really points at um, philosophy, and the way animals uh, seem to be able to see things a little bit better than we do, uh, particularly cats. That's John Gray, and um, it's got a fantastic cover of a cat sat down. Uh, Bootsy loves this, uh, contemplating. Okay, it's Feline Philosophy, Cats and the Meaning of Life by the great John Gray. And book two uh, by a wonderful female author, Rebecca Solnit, Um, I've got everything she's ever written. This is a great book called Wonderlust, A History of Walking. Uh, What it means to be walking out there in the world. Um, She's such a great writer and um, she gets right into the soul of things and I am enjoying this book very much um, because I like to walk now and then and uh, take in the world. Um, So this is Wonderlust by Rebecca Solnit. And the third book uh, laying by my bed is The Cave Painters uh, by Gregory Curtis, probing the mysteries of the world's first artists. Um, I'm absolutely infatuated about the uh, cave paintings in Lascaux in France and uh, Chavaux and the uh, cave paintings in Spain 13,000 years ago. Um, And this art is... As Picasso has said, uh, more modern than modern painting is now. It's fantastic. Uh, This book, uh, The Cave Painters, is a vivid introduction 
to the spectacular cave paintings in France and Spain and the individuals who were discovered, rediscovered them. The theories about their origins, their splendour and their mystery. I'm, I'm so uh, into this at this point, I've been writing some instrumental tracks about those painters and what it's like to be in those caves and to see those paintings for the first time. Uh, humanity's first attempt at art and uh, reproducing animals and the world around them. So that's by Gregory Curtis, a great book called The Cave Painters. Now I'm cheating a bit here because I said three books, but there's four books and this isn't by my bed uh, uh, <laughs> because it's a big book. It's a coffee table book. Um, it's called The Story of Trojan Records. Now. Any of you out there that follow me know that I'm addicted to reggae and particularly in the 70s um, I was an avid record collector and I bought everything that came out on Trojan Records which really was um, uh, the label that brought you the greatest music that was coming from Jamaica at that point. Trojan's mi mission as a record company was to bring Jamaica music to the world. Over the past half century it has done just that, releasing many of the defining albums of Scar, Rocksteady dub and reggae from artists uh, like The Upsetters, Jimmy Cliff, Desmond Decker, Toots at the Beatles, um, Dennis Brown, John Holt, I could go on, Lee Scratch Perry, and of course Bob Marley and the Wailers, and they released those wonderful Tighten Up um, compilations, which I have still now on vinyl. I have <laughs> in my loft uh, suitcases, literally full of uh, reggae singles and reggae albums. I was a suede head, as they called back then. Not really a skinhead, but we wore all the fashions. The Crombie um, jacket, the jeans with the uh, turn-ups and um, two-tone jackets. We had all the uh, groovy stuff that we thought that time. Went down to the pier every Monday night in Southampton. Monday night at the pier was reggae night and Motown night. Oh my God, I'm, I'm beginning to pine for it now. But anyway, this book, the story of Trojan Records, and it's released by BMG, and they're uh, uh, my administrator as a publisher. So, once when I was in the publishing business, <laughs> please keep quiet. Uh, when I was in the offices of BMG, <laughs> I don't know why that happened. Um, sounded like I was squeezing somebody, didn't it? Um, uh, they showed me this book, and they had made a big effort of uh, putting out this wonderful, wonderful book uh, by BMG. Trojan, the story of Trojan Records. I can't tell you how that turns me on. The photos and the stories inside are the real shit. Uh, that's a big book, though. It's too big to have by your bed. Why is that? Why? Bells and echo. Yes. <laughs> It's out of control again in the studio, yes. Uh, well, uh, it's the end of year show. Too many faders up, too out of control. Yes, you can't put that uh, big book about reggae by your bed. It's a coffee table book. It's very heavy. Um, anyway, that ends the uh, book uh, moment of the show. I hope you get a chance to, uh, to check out those, those books. They're all pretty damn good. Um, and the music in the background are very interesting. I found this in the vault as I was searching. This is a demo I was writing for the English group Wet, 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 way back. They told me that the lead singer was going to reform the band and this was uh, uh, going to be a big thing. And so they contacted me and said, write some stuff because he's going to come and meet you. And so I created a few demos. And as I was in the vault looking for stuff for you, yes, I was sacrificing. Hi. I'm the guy who plays drums no, behind Martin no, Page no, and Phil. No, no, no. It's not let the, me tell you. It's not it the time. Sucks. It's, it's the sucks. The hours are long and the pay is lousy. I'm crying out loud. It's but not, anyway, you're look. listening to Radio Owls oh, Nest with Martin Page. Yeah, okay. Good luck. Okay, Trevor. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was determined not to have Trevor Thornton on the last show. 
But there, Hi. He, I'm the guy again. who plays drums no, no, behind no, no, Martin no, Page no. and q No, no, please. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I hope Trevor has left the building. I really do like Elvis. Getting back to that music you heard uh, behind me talking about books. Uh, when I was in the vault, sacrificing my day. Yes, uh, groveling, looking for songs for you. Yes, you, the owlheads. I came across this uh, track that said, wet, wet, wet uh, demo, instrumental. And then there was another one with a vocal on, when I, and I listened to that, and I thought, ooh, I can't even remember writing that. Uh, of course, the Wet Wet uh, lead singer did not arrive in L.A., um, and he didn't make another record. But this leads me on to another story of a song I'm about to play you now. Oh, there's a big surprise! Well, That's an incredible... I think I'm going to have well, a heart attack and die yeah, well, from that surprise! It's not really a big surprise, but I think it's quite interesting. Uh, it's a song called I Can't Get There Without You that I put on my album A Tempera Piece. And on my album, The Slender Sadness, uh, the love songs, which I know uh, all you listeners out there have have those two, no doubt about it, on vinyl, on CD, and you've down, you're downloading it probably at this moment. Anyway, getting back to the story. Um, uh, when I started writing I Can't Get There Without You, it was for that gentleman lead singer of Wet, Wet, Wet. Um, it was one of my ideas, as, I, as you probably know, I try to get like three or four or five ideas before anybody arrives at the studio so that I can go, what about this one? What about this one? If you don't like that, what about this one? So um, I Can't Get There Without You was a song that I was preparing for Wet, Wet, Wet. Uh, when he didn't come over and he wasn't wet, 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 I uh, decided that I should finish this track myself because I quite liked it. Anyway, in the vault, suffering, just like one of Dickens' stories, in the darkness, groveling, I found the demo. Um, the demo of I Can't Get There Without You. And it's very interesting for me to hear because you could hear that I was finding out about what the guitar should be playing, when the drums should be playing, what should be programmed, uh, what should the harmonies be, uh, be. And my lead vocal was right up there, very loud, so that I could find out if the melodies were good. But I thought you should hear this. Uh, the demo of I Can't Get There Without You. time when I believed I could reach all of my dreams and I could make it in this world alone but as I tried to make my way through the forest of my days well that truth in my heart struck home now I know that I can't get there without you I need you by my side to help me make it through No, I can't get there without you You're the love I need strong and true No, I won't walk through life without you From the moment that we met You have been my 
my inner strength And in the desert of my fears My hope If I should fall You hear my call No When I lose my way You're the compass in my heart And so You must know find from the archives from my demo uh, that happened on the spot um, I came across that and I didn't expect to play that today that's the demo of a song called I Can't Get There Without You which I put on two of my albums uh, The Slender Sadness, The Love Songs and uh, originally on A Temper of Peace and, uh, and eventually uh, the Osmonds on their final tour of England they made this their theme song I think they were saying to their fans, we couldn't have got here without you. Um, And they recorded it as a single on their final tour and called their album that as well, um, which was nice. I mean, I've had the Monkees do my songs and I've had the Osmonds do my songs. And uh, 
That feels very strange. I think because I grew up and uh, monkeys were on TV and uh, the Osmonds were on TV. Kind of uh, a youthful, kind of animated, kind of pop thing. And for them to record my songs, well, what could we say? Uh, <laughs> I didn't expect it. Well, it's the Christmas show and I didn't ever think I would do this. I'm going to play a demo that I was sort of uh, reticent to play ever. And I was going to hold this song. OK, drummer, OK. Uh, you, you've made your announcement and I feel like it's a very special moment, so thank you. Um, uh, yeah, I was never going to play this song. Uh, I seem to want to hold it back. It's never been ever released except um, when I sent this song to Peter Wolf back in the 80s and he played it to heart yes it's the original demo of these dreams and um i think it's time to play it to you guys um uh, i'm gonna open up my soul and my heart and play the original demo of these dreams which yes is incredibly unique incredibly rare and i was thinking one day possibly uh, I would put out an album with Bernie Taupin with all our demos. But um, that may not happen. So I thought it seems to me that on Christmas, what can I give my friends, my supporters? Um, what can I give them that I think is quite special? Um, and I think that is uh, giving you the original demo of these dreams. Lots of people have asked to hear it over the years. And for some reason, I felt like, nope, that's the one I'm going to hold back, even though I played all the other demos, uh, you know, like We Built the City and they, they arrived out there on the the scene these dreams for me for some reason seems like um it's something that i'm gonna hold back but today yes today i'm gonna play it to you now let me give you a little bit of a history of it um it was the second song i ever wrote with bernie Taupin. uh he sent me the lyrics to we built the city and the lyrics to these dreams now these dreams was called boys in the mist at first and it was written for stevie nicks uh Bernie sent it to her, Fleetwood Mac, and uh, she didn't want to cut it, or she couldn't, or whatever reasons. And so Bernie forwarded it to me. Now, the bridge had a lyric that said these dreams, and when I was writing the song, I asked Bernie if I could move the bridge into the chorus and change the title from Boys in the Mist to These Dreams. And he said, Elton always does that, so I have no problem. And I was thinking that this song, as I was demoing it, quite modern in the sense I was thinking... Uh, like uh, Orchestra Maneuvers in the Dark or Candle in the Wind uh, by Orchestra uh, Maneuvers in the Dark. I was thinking very, very much like that 80s kind of thing. And um, also Bonnie, uh, Bonnie Tyler, for some reason when I was doing the demo, and you can hear the demo was very fleshed out, even though it was just done on an 8-track uh, Fostex quarter-inch tape machine. Um, but I did uh, do quite a comprehensive kind of 80s demo on it. I was thinking that... Uh, Yes, I wanted a, an electric hymn, Candle in the Wind, um, a kind of, as I said, orchestra maneuvers in the dark, an electric hymn. And I wanted to impress Bernie um, with these first two songs, We Built This City and These Dreams. So uh, apologies for the quality of the demo because it was very early days in the 80s. I just moved into L.A. and all I could get from AdRays, the electrical shop, was a uh, cheap 8-track Fostec setup and... Uh, one microphone and one keyboard and off I went um, and uh, I was doing it in the uh, the living room uh, of a little house I was renting and I was engineering it for the first time on this system I didn't really understand but anyway happy Christmas and a happy uh, new year here is the demo of these dreams
brings back memories that when you're sat in your little rented house, just arrived in L.A., and uh, a piece of paper in front of you with the lyrics from Bernie Taupin is uh, in front of your eyes and you're playing a, the Jupiter 8 keyboard. You never dream that what you're writing is going to become a song um, that is going to be um, a bit of a classic, I suppose. It's a strange word to say, but uh, uh, These Dreams has gone on to do things you never, never, never imagine when you're sat there as a songwriter. Um, writing really to impress yourself at first and impress uh, the person you're writing with. So... Uh, I wanted to play that to you. Uh, happy Christmas, Happy New Year. Uh, it's the best gift I think I could give after a whole year of these shows and to, to thank you for the incredible support uh, you've been giving me. So there it was, the original cassette demo of These Dreams. It's the return of the Westminster London Christmas bells. Ah, oh, they're ringing out and it does feel good, doesn't it? End of the year show. Quite unbelievable. Um, I've got to thank some very special people here that have uh, been behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, and organising a lot of stuff. Uh, and my thank yous, I mean from my heart. Hi, I'm the guy who no, plays yeah, I wouldn't drums forget behind you, Trevor. Martin no, Page yeah, I would not Cuthin. forget you. I would not forget you. That's Trevor Thornton. Thank you, Trevor, for doing those impromptu uh, break-ins throughout the year. Major, major, major thanks to uh, Vanessa Levitt. Um, what a great job she's done um, for this Radio Owls Nest show and for me on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and all those things that I have no bloody idea how they really work. But uh, Vanessa has kept the train rolling on and she's kept the whole thing, the whole scene in gear. And thank you to Brian, her husband, who's done some brilliant stuff for me. Um, let's say thank you to Vanessa and Brian, OK? Now, ah, the reggae mob, we needed to hear them. Thank you to my manager, uh, Diane Titchponcher. My God, how she's put up with me for all these years. Can we hear it for Diane Poncher? Yeah, <laughs> they're beginning to drink. They're beginning to drink, that reggae crew. They're getting excited. And now I'd like to thank David Knight, Davido, up there in the North Canada, for his brilliant artwork and uh, support. And uh, over the year, he's been doing uh, all the artwork for some of my albums and um, helping me with all the advertisements and all that kind of stuff. Davido is a superb creator. Thank you, Davido. Can we hear it? Yeah! Oh, they're getting out of hand, getting out of hand. Um, it is the end of the year. We've got to let them do their thing. Uh, thanks to Mike Rodriguez as well, um, who's always helped me keep my studio together, keep me organised uh, technically with all the electronics and all the stuff you need to use to get to you out there and to make music. Thank you, Mike Rodriguez. And I would be mauled alive if I didn't say thank you to the great Bootsy. Thank you, Bootsy, for being the wisdom behind this show. But most of all, most of all, most of all, most of all, yes, I've got to say a huge... To you, the listeners, uh, the supporters, the owlheads that have been with me for two years on this show. I really, really, really do appreciate it. I don't take it for granted. Uh, it all happens because of you and your encouragement. And it helps me become the songwriter still I hope to be. So, again, I need to say to you, you are the real deal. Uh, you keep Pagey going. 
So, let's uh, go into the new uh, 2022, just around the corner, with great positivity, uh, great belief, and stay happy, stay healthy. And as I always say, please look after all the innocent animals out there, because we have dominion over them, and it's our job to be compassionate. Thanks for being with me all through this year, you wonderful, wonderful, wonderful groovy owl heads. See you soon in the owl's nest. Stay tuned right to the end for an important message. Hello, Bootsy. This is the Queen from Buckingham Palace. I'm putting together the honours list and I would like to knight you. So, Bootsy. <laughs>